0: Hello and welcome to the Gooner Talk, back again with you guys for another show, for another episode of our Raw Reaction series, our Arsenal Daily Transfer show in which we give you guys the latest Arsenal transfer information, keep you up to date with all of the info that is out there, react to it, get your thoughts and feelings in our live chat box and try to make sense of some of the chaos that has been going on around the Arsenal footballing world. And today, is certainly a day of chaos and a little bit of tomfoolery and a little bit of cheeky reporting, I think is probably fair to say. But we're still going to cover it all. We're going to get your thoughts about the ludicracy of plenty of it and, of course, talk about the realism, where it may have come from and what we ultimately think about it too. I hope you're doing well. Good morning to everyone that's joined us in the chat box today. Thank you so much for tuning in and making this part of your daily routine now. Every single day, this is episode 26, 25, 26. So we're nearly hitting that four-week mark now with these daily shows. So it's been a hell of a journey so far. We're going to keep on going throughout the whole of the transfer window. And we're going to be, of course, updating you with all of the latest Arsenal transfer information and educating you about our transfer targets with plenty of tactical breakdowns, of which I'll come on to in a second. Let's go on to our first transfer story. Which is kind of the one that's rumbling on. We like to start off our shows with the outs from Arsenal before we're going into the ins, um, but this is certainly the one that's kind of rumbling on a little bit now um, to, to the realms of of like it's it's probably going to happen. I, I imagine this is a deal that is going to get done uh, for Granite Jacket to go obviously to Roma and join uh, Jose Mourinho now. Interestingly, a quote surfaced yesterday, not from recently, but a quote that Mourinho has said talking about Granit Xhaka that has obviously intensified uh, kind of the reasoning behind he wants him. Uh, this is speaking quite a while ago. I think As a pundit. He says, Granit Xhaka is the main man in the Arsenal midfield. You can't see it unless I end you, lend you one of my eyes. Without him, Arsenal is lost. He is a leader. Remember, mistakes are made by humans, um, which is an interesting quote because I think for obviously a lot of people that have spent a lot of time, including myself, defending Granite Xhaka at times. Um, t- to hear that obviously is, is conflicting for me because I'm not Mourinho's biggest fan, um, but obviously he's, he's speaking about Granite Xhaka the way that I have spoken about Granite Xhaka for a long time is that it's difficult to see how important he is to the Arsenal football team. Um, and that if you if Roma are able to get him I think he'll excel in in Serie A, to be honest I think I think he'll do exceptionally well uh, over there um it's a league that I think is a lot slower paced than the Premier League and it'll be able to kind of uh, acclimatize to it it may be when he comes to the European competition which will be in the UEFA conference for Roma next season that there may be some struggles but, I think that uh, it's it's certainly one that is is probably going to end up happening, whether it's done before the Euros. I think if it is going to get done, obviously, we'd rather it happen before the Euros. So we know what we're doing. We know what we're working with. We can then go into the Euros and watch some extra midfielders. Maybe we can get some ideas from there and then go out and sign a replacement on top of the central midfielder that, of course, we also want to see at the club. Let's see what you guys are saying in the chat box. Marcus Brown says, good morning, Tom. I've never had a comment read out before. Do you reckon it would be easy to replace Granite Xhaka? Well, first of all, welcome, Marcus. Thank you all so much for tuning in this morning. I don't think it will be easy. No, I think we're going to need at least two midfielders because I think we needed one anyway. So your consumers, etc., but if you lose Granite Xhaka, I think we need to. Because obviously we've lost Danny Ceballos. He's, he's obviously gone back. I didn't particularly want to keep him, but we've lost him all the same. You've then got Partey. And then the next best central midfielder, if you're not really counting Joe Willock right now, is Mohamed Elneny, which is ahead of a drop-off. So we are going to need to bring two players in should we leave Granite Xhaka to fill that void and really condense that uh, midfield with some quality that we desperately need. Um, Louis George says, hey Tom, uh, would you agree we need to have two strong teams in our squad as history tells us that when a few of our players get injured, we always suffer. Yeah, it kind of builds upon what I was saying, Louis. I mean, we, we need the depth. You need the quality. You need the strength going throughout the squad. Uh, Luca says, I'm sad about Xhaka. Um, but sorry, I'm sad about Xhaka, but I think he's underappreciated here. Xhaka is a big link up between the defence and the midfield. Uh, Ryan G says, I'm hearing that we've made a bid for Max Aarons. Is this true? Uh, Arsenal are certainly interested, and there's discussions Try to sort this deal out. Regarding a specific bid, I've heard nothing about that. Um, I've seen a couple of people say that a bid has been made but i have heard nothing regards to an actual bid going on there's a lot of kind of things going on behind the scenes with this deal um but that's all i can really say at the moment um, but regarding a, an actual concrete bid i've heard nothing about that doesn't mean it's not happened of course i'm not the go-to for the info in this one but i've personally heard nothing about a bid going in for Max Ahrens right now fingers crossed we have I'd love us to go and sign him but I just not heard anything uh Hilmi says 25 million at least for Xhaka if less he has to stay which is completely fair enough um Jay October says the Xhaka story has made me sick how are we selling him before Elneny and Genduzi? and how are we selling him for less than 20 million pounds the the fee that's going and, and, and the fee that's with him is crazy like it's mental to think that someone that's so important to Arsenal's midfield, that's 28, that's got loads of experience in the Premier League, that's been one of the better players for Arsenal this season, and has got, as I've said, two years left on his contract to go for less than 20 mil in the even in this market, even with the situation with the Italian clubs not having too much money, it's just being a bit silly. And I mean, there's rumours that he's not even that, that, that he's not even like uh, a, a guy pushing for a move away. It's not that. It is more just the offers there and Arsenal are open for this to happen so it's there's lots to there's lots to go into with this one let's go on to our next uh story uh and talk about more uh ins. There's not many out stuff today. Um the the Genduzi stuff's the same, Sorrow stuff's the same. There's nothing new that's cropped up so far. Uh Iv Basuma um from Brighton. Again, we know the interest of Arsenal uh in him, but yesterday uh one of the uh, uh Brighton Chiefs uh spoke about the opportunity for players like Basuma, maybe Lamptey, maybe other players in the squad to leave this summer. Uh, and he said this, he said, "We. this is Paul Barber, who's one of the uh, Brighton Chiefs, says, we know some of our best players aren't going to be with us forever. And if the right offer comes along and it has to be the right offer and they want to leave, then they can go, which I think is, is very obviously uh, pointed towards if uh, Basuma uh, and him being one of those players that should he want to go, if the right fee comes in, then they'll sell. Uh, it's not gonna be a case of they're desperate to hold on to him. They know that their model at their club is if they can make money and reinvest it and keep the cycle going, that's the type of club that Brighton are. And so therefore, it's just it's just the model that works. So if they get the right fee, they will sell like a lot of clubs will. So if Arsenal want him, they've got to spend the money. I think it's gonna cost us in a region of 30 to 35 million pounds to get Iv Basuma in. Uh, it's, it's annoying that he's not at the top of our list, but no one really knows who is. That's the thing right now, is that we're being told time after time after time that Iv Basuma is is not the guy at the top of our list, but we don't know who the one at the top is. Um, and we're still trying to wait to find out whether it's a Guido Rodriguez, whether it's a Sander Berger, whether it's a Ruben Neves. We, we don't know. Speaking of which, we do have a tactical breakdown on Ruben Neves coming out a little bit later today. So make sure you tune in for that, about three o'clock UK time. But this is, yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know whether or not we would go in for Basuma. Or anything, mainly because I don't know who the priority is. I know that we're interested, but he's not the top of Arsenal's list. So we'll see what this happens. We'll see what goes on with it. But at the moment, there's absolutely no movement on it. Uh, more than we've heard so far. The only thing we've heard recently is this quote. So apologies for that but there is no update on on Basuma and any movement on this right now this is a daily thing and so there are going to be a few days where, or maybe even weeks, where nothing happens regarding a player. So we'll have to wait and see. Um, no Sleep says, when you look at the fees being banded around for Arsenal players, you can see how Arsenal are perceived by other teams. It has to change. Uh, Live Fit says, uh, Basuma is better than Xhaka. Yes, the price mentioned is low, but as long as that money helps us get closer to getting our targets, I am happy. Um, so there you go. Uh, Mitchell says, the problem with TV money is clubs like Brighton can afford to command the highest fees for their players. And yet somehow Arsenal still can't. <laughs> Vignesh says, hi Tom, don't you think that Xhaka showed more potential and hype in 2016 than Locatelli right now? Wow. Um, that's a big, big question. I I don't, I don't know. Uh, I know that Locatelli is very highly rated, but granted Xhaka when he was at Borussia Mönchengladbach was a club captain at a young age, I don't think he necessarily was like talked about as like this amazing prospect, Granit Xhaka. I think he was talked about as a very decent midfielder with a lot of leadership qualities that Arsenal were interested in, and when it ended up picking over the likes of N'Golo Kante, which has proven to be a massive mistake. So I don't necessarily think that it's... I don't necessarily agree with that point. I think that Locatelli is definitely one that's got a, a brighter future in the long term, for sure. Um, JD says signing Basuma and selling Xhaka to of us with only Willock and Aziz for three weeks during the African Cup of Nations hence why we definitely need to go out and sign one of our uh, extra depth quality players that probably is not part of that AFCON team Uh, Jez says Morning Tom your consistency is commendable thanks mate Uh, I hope Arsenal get Basuma he'll be a perfect fit in our engine room. Loto says, Xhaka uh, was truly class for Gladbach. I wish it had worked out here. Uh, Indonil says, Xhaka has two years left on his contract. If he doesn't extend, he has to be sold. We can't afford another situation where we let players run their contracts down. Balage says, Hi Tom, what do you think of getting Bruno Guimaraes? Uh, the player wishes to leave after signing and then 18 months ago. Yeah, I think he's, from the links that I've seen, he's going to Borussia, or he's, links with Borussia Dortmund, where he ends up going, is another thing. But Leon are in a situation where they do have to sell. They do have to make some money because um, they didn't sell loads last summer. Um, and they would missed out on Champions League football, again, despite looking very good. So they will need to sell. Awar's price, we've heard, is, is dropping by the second. And maybe Gimmaras is is another one. I'd love him. I think he's great. So I really wish we would go in for him. But I don't know if he would... I don't think he'd pick us... Uh, over Borussia Dortmund in the Champions League right now. I think he would get minutes of Borussia Dortmund as well. Um, it depends on the likes of Axel Witzel's fitness. It depends on Mahmoud Dahoud. Um, but him and uh, Jude Bellingham alongside each other is a, uh, an exciting prospect from a neutral standpoint. But I'd love if we'd have gone out and got a 100%. Aditya says, what about getting Angisa? from Fulham for some depth it would depend on the fee but it's not a bad shout to bring us some depth but not as the starting choice I don't think let's move on to our next crazy story which is on Philippe Coutinho Arsenal of course spent a lot of last summer being linked with this guy We had a lot of discussions about whether or not it was worth it whether the wages were too silly whether the transfer fee would be a little bit crazy he obviously didn't have the best of seasons once again at Barcelona was suffering from a lot of injuries uh, and a couple of links cropped up a couple of weeks ago. I didn't cover them because of the ludicrous, the ludicrous behind them, basically. Um, but I'm addressing it now because you've probably seen that the good old fab uh, has come out and told us that Arsenal are not interested, but not Right now, so you know, <laughs> opening the door for this to crop up. Uh, by the way, just on my personal opinion, I don't want this transfer anywhere near Arsenal. Um, this is not the type of player that we should be going in for. Uh, if we're going in for a player in this position, it needs to be your younger, your 23 to 25 year old bracket of player with plenty of sell on value, not going to cost us loads of money and wages. This is just not the choice that Arsenal. Should. I don't want another willian situation, I know it's very different, and he's younger. But for me, it's just a player in that position that we'd invest a hell of a lot of money in and we wouldn't get anything back. He's got big injury problems. He's been inconsistent for the last couple of years, maybe more. It's too much of a risk. Far, far, far too much of a risk. So this one is a no, and it seems that is certainly going to be the case as well. Speaking of crazy transfer rumours, you may have seen this one crop up yesterday. Uh, Raheem Sterling and Riyad Mahrez to Arsenal's a link, with them being apparently surplus to requirements at Manchester City. Now, just a, a caveat to this, to try and think about how this story may have come about Manchester City, of course, are going to be going through after hopefully tonight winning the the Champions League because I certainly don't want Chelsea winning it. Um, Going for a period of of change, Raheem Sterling has gradually been basically moved out because the likes of, of Phil Foden and Ferran Torres and Bernardo Silva are all coming through and pushing these guys out of those positions. And I think also they'll be looking to invest maybe in another young wide player this summer. Riyad Mahrez, I'm surprised, is on the list of supposed exits for this summer. But I have no doubt that there is truth in the story that City would be open to selling these two. The doubt I have is that Arsenal are a player that are able to go, or rather a team that are able to go in for these two. Um, Trust me, I would take them. I would happily accept either with open arms. I think they're two players that actually um, would make a difference and are real quality and have shown consistency and shown output. They've worked with Arteta before. Um, and, I, th- I mean, Marez in particular, I think, is a massively underrated player by a lot of people. But I do think that this has been a very easy story to manipulate. Um, and I think it certainly would be a surprise to see either of those two move to Arsenal. I think it'd be a surprise to see Marez leave in general. Sterling, I wouldn't be so surprised about, but Marez I really would. Um, so I, I can't see this one uh, being a reality um but yeah i don't think so i do not think so with this one let's go on to our final story and then we'll go into our q a section at the end of the show this regards uh tiago Tomas, uh who is a portuguese striker from sporting lisbon 18 years old despite looking i must say a lot older than 18 <laughs> i don't know if you've seen pictures of this guy before but tiago Tomas is it looks much older than he is um he's been very good though For Sporting Lisbon. In fact, we have already done a tactical breakdown on this guy. The link to that is in the description. So if you want to find out more about him, there is a link to that show in the description and you can go and watch that. It's with some expert insight. We go into the graphics and statistics. It's more of the older style tactical breakdowns that we used to do. But all the information is there about how he's got on. Arsenal were linked to him back in January um, because I did the show about three months ago, I think. And so we we did a show back then and the links were about a much cheaper deal than is being touted right now. He has signed recently a new contract with a 60 million buyout clause, and the links were that apparently Arsenal would have to pay something close to this figure, which puts me off it, certainly. Now, based upon him purely as a player, he looks an incredible talent, a really, really top-quality player with speed, with pace, with strength. All of those things really do kind of fit uh tiago thomas's profile and it's it, it really does when you watch him play it surprises you how much of an impact he makes into that sporting lisbon team he has contributed to their uh their title winning season uh and it looks like he has the potential to be a absolutely huge player but for 60 million euros i'm sorry but it's just that is no chance um I, I, absolutely no chance, but he looks a real player and uh, he's I expect him to have a massive future, but I, yeah, just crazy figures being thrown around for it, it. Is Portugal, and you do hear about these kind of figures of buyout clauses similar to Spain as well, but it's it's not, it's it's really, really is not uh, a deal that I would think Arsenal would be looking to do this summer window if at all to be honest but if you want to find out more as I say there is a link to the tactical breakdown on him in the description to today's video so go and check that one out anyway we move on to the final 10-15 minutes of the show of the show so if you do have a question uh, it is now your time to throw them into the chat books and we're going to address as many of them as feasibly possible yesterday we did do a let's talk Arsenal show which is our Friday show which is a massive Q&A um basically an hour plus long or just answer all of your questions all day long really good show yesterday if you didn't check it out please make sure you do Um, lots that we talked about but every single day as we say we do these little Q&A mini Q&A's anyway at the end of the transfer show so if you do have a question throw them into the chat box for me now use the capital Q because it helps them stand out and I can see them much much easier Matt G says uh, not including loan deals do you think our first bit of business will be buying or selling a player I think it'll be selling, Matt, because if you think about how many non-homegrown players we've got, we've got 17 of them, which is the maximum that you can have. I think that Arsenal will want to move players on to kind of shrink the squad size and also get a lot of wages off the wage bill so they're not paying them uh, and you're saving more money as soon as possible. So I think that is what they will look to do. Um, the problem is, is that obviously we we have them registered anyway until the end of, I think it's end of June. So when the transfer window opens... They can then move on, but we will be paying their wages until that point. Uh, I believe that's how it works. Someone will be able to tell me if I'm wrong. Um, but the end of their contracts will run out at that point. Um, or rather, that th- the end of the contracts being paid, if they were to, say, sign a pre-contract with someone, would run out at that point, and then they'd move. I think Arsenal will want to get as much outgoing business done as feasibly possible, probably before the Euros. I'd like to see us bring in some players before the Euros, or just one or two. I think the priority is going to be on moving players out first before we see players coming in, not because we don't have the money to do anything, but because we need to shrink the squad before we bring players in. It's as simple as that. Uh, Forever an Arsenal fan says, uh, Hi Tom, which players from our under 23 squad would you promote to the senior squad? Of course, Balogun uh, is, is the immediate one that you go to. Um, beyond that though, you're looking obviously like Aziz for some depth, um, but then when you get to like the League Cup games and maybe like third-choice goalkeeper, because I want to see and sold Arthur Okonkwo coming through at the same time. Then there's some interesting ones in like Kido taylor Hart and Catalan Kurjan. Um, you've got obviously Nikolai Moller, but striking departments is, is a little bit tricky right now. Um but there's there's quite a few. Joel Lopez, if we don't sign a left back uh, is, is another one. I'm really interested to see how uh, Salah um, uh, the young uh, honestly, he came from Fiort. um so he's an interesting prospect. obviously he was released by Finort because of discrepancies with his family, I believe, and then we signed him up on a free agent. So he is an interesting one um, to see how he develops, but there are a lot, um, but it's going to be down to if we use many of them in like the early rounds of the Cup games, because last season, of course, we got drawn against a lot of Premier League sides really early on in those Cup competitions, and so we didn't really get a chance to to field some of the youngsters. Hopefully, that changes this time around. Uh, Social says, is this Camavinga a thing or not? I think I would take it. Uh, I don't think it is. I think that maybe there's an interest from Arsenal, but I'd be very surprised if Arsenal paid the money that it would cost to get uh, Camavinga, which is a hell of a lot of money, despite still only having one year left on his deal. Ren know his value, and they will be wanting to get top, top money for him. Uh, Indanil says, uh, we are well stocked in the right-wing position. Pepe, Saka, Buendia, maybe... Uh, Reese Nelson. Uh, Is Mares really required? As good as he is, I would take Raheem Sterling if we could afford it as I feel we need a left winger. Um, I mean, obviously, I don't expect the deal to happen. But if it was to happen, then I think of those two, I still pick Mares because I think you can move Saka and Pepe out to the left-hand side. Buendia can play as a 10. So I would think there would be a lot of scope to to change and move players around. I also like the idea of playing a 3-4-3 with Saka at left wing back and Pepe ahead of him. Mares on the other side with you know a signing that we make to play right wing back. So I like the idea of that. Um and I think that there is more potential with Mares in the team than than Sterling for me. But you know, it can be wrong and uh, I don't think either of them will happen. Uh, absolutely no chance uh josh says what position does thomas play he's a striker um but can play kind of skewed to the right hand sides so he's like a wide forward and and can also play center forward he's he's very tall and he's got a lot of ability but I say watch the uh tactical breakdown on him and you'll find out loads more information uh peter jambo says tom would agree that some media outlets are trying to influence arsenal players is value uh I'm, I'm not so sure that's the case i think that I mean, most today, most transfer dealings go on behind the scenes on WhatsApp. It's happening at a million miles an hour. Texts are going back back and forth between agents, between players, between presidents, between coaches, um, between technical directors, sporting directors, head of football operations. So much of transfer business is done via WhatsApp these days. And I think that by the time the media actually get a sniff of the story, it's already moved on two stages. So we usually get fed things quite late. It's only when you hear things directly from an agent within like hours of a change that you get the big breaking stories, usually at the end of the transfer. window. that's why you see like at the deadline day, loads of, of reports coming out because people are, uh, getting the news out as feasible, uh, as quick as possible so people can know about this sort of thing. Uh, Manu says, I really hope all these young lads get good loans. Uh, Tari's John-Jules did well, and I want to see him do that again, including Matt Smith. Yes, definitely. Mitchell says, does the Emirates sponsor of the stadium ever expire? Uh, yes, it does, but they've renewed it like every single time, so they've just kept on renewing it at the moment. Uh, Hilmi says, who's going to be a leader if Xhaka is leaving? The rep- uh, The replacement has to be a good leader for me. And who's your proper captain next season? Of course, I'd love the likes of Kieran Tierney to be given the captain's armbands. He's obviously someone that I look at as a a, a current captain, let alone a future captain of the team. Um, I hope that you can look on players like Gabriel as, as maybe future captains in the side as well. Thomas Partey as a possible one too. They are vocal characters, but they need to be more acclimatised to the team. We do need to go out and sign some more leaders. And that's why I think Premier League quality players that have been playing in England are a real must for Arsenal. Uh, Aditya says, what are your thoughts on Daniel Ballard and Mark McGuinness? Uh, Ballard made his senior... Uh, oh, it's just gone weird on my screen there. Ballard made his senior national team squad for Northern Ireland, I believe. And will they go out on loan in the championship? I hope they go out on loan in the championship next season. That's kind of the next step, I think. Give them a contract extension. Get them out on loan again because they could have a really, really big future. Uh, Dilip says, if we bring a new striker and a cam, I think it will affect the growth of Martinelli. Let Martinelli be our second striker and sell Lacazette. What are your thoughts? I think Martinelli's future is, is not as a striker. I think Martinelli's future is very much as a wide forward um, that can chip in with goals, that can run into the box, cutting on his right foot, take shots create things with crosses that he's shown to do I don't think his future is as a striker I I really don't I might be wrong have been before Um, but I see him as very much as a wide forward rather than uh, than as a striker for me so I don't think he's I don't think Lacazette's the type that you, you sell And anyway I'm not selling Lacazette right now I think striker is something that's far down my list of priorities for this season I'll be looking at your attacking midfield your defensive midfield your right back those areas way before striker uh mini says, do you think that eddie deserves a loan like willock uh no eddie can go uh eddie can go and let's leave the route open for Balogun to come in uh adam says uh tom fabrizio said that we are not interested in coutinho which is a sign of our and edu learning from their mistakes fingers crossed it is mate fingers crossed for sure um the says that's why buying early allows players to sell and get to know systems find homes etc etc yes but at the same time we still need to move players on firstly save money strength the squads bring players in jobs are good uh no sleep says is patson dacca really available for 17 million yeah probably rebel Salzburg don't sell for huge amounts Osla, who left for around 20 million quid that was their record sell um so I, it's it's 100% feasible that he might even be for less than that. Uh, they don't sell for a lot of money because they're, they're unproven. They're only proven in that league, and it's hard to get a, a kind of a, a judgment on that. So, yeah, he probably would be available for that around that figure. Uh, Christian says, do you think we're over or under 100 net spend this summer? Net spend, um, probably under. Uh, overall spend, I would imagine over uh, is, is what I would say. Uh, Aditya says no more centre back and promote from within. I, I disagree. I think we should go out and sign a centre back personally. I think we need to sign a really, really top class centre back that is just a lot more mobile is maybe experience maybe gives us that what we lost in david louise going uh, matthew de says without european football Balogun and eddie need a loan they need the games i think the balligan is is going to get games even if he stays here eddie isn't so i think eddie needs to go sell him don't loan him he's got a year left on his contract so no point loaning him because he would just come back and not be worth anything so sell him now and get him out as feasibly possible. Uh, Emmanuel says, "Is there a maximum to the number of players we can bring in? Because ideally, I'd like three central midfielders, a left back, and a right back, uh, and a backup goalkeeper." Of course not. There's no. There's never a limit, um, but there's a limit to how many players you can register. Uh, you can register 17 non-homegrown players, and you can then and then you have a 25-man squad. So the rest of them have to be registered of over 21 or under 21s, I believe. But uh, at that point, it's yeah only 17 non-homegrown uh and then you've got eight more slots which you fill with your homegrown players or you're under 21 so that's that's what you do with those uh check perk says i will be depressed if we don't get 10 bodies off the books sorry to be so crass um i think that we will be it will be close to that how many people do leave we'll count them up as they go through uh, and yeah, I imagine it will be close to that figure. To be honest, I'd be surprised if we didn't get rid of that many. And um, I mean, from the whole squad, there's a lot that I would get rid of. So Xhaka, Genduzi, Torreira, and Ketia, Nelson, um, Ainsley Maitland-Niles, maybe even Chambers, uh, Cedric, one of those two, Willie uh, uh, Willian. We've already seen David Louise go. So yeah, there's it's loads, absolutely loads that can still go. Anyway. Let's uh, let's finish things off there. Thank you so much, guys, for tuning in today. Absolute pleasure, as always. I will see you a little bit later on today for a tactical breakdown on Ruben Neves from Wolves. You can check out our tactical breakdown on Thiago Tomas, which is in the description below. And you can listen to our Q&A session from yesterday, which is a fantastic hour and 20-minute, a whole 80-minute long show for you guys to check out. So make sure you do. I will see you again a little bit later on today. And as always, I'll be Arsenal.